You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's the uh, 10th of March, 2022. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Weights and Biases. I think I got that right this time. It did. Well done. Right on. Um, it's uh, March the 10th, 2022. And um, it's a beautiful sunny day. The beginning of spring, daylight standard time comes into effect on Sunday in North America. So please remember to um, set your uh, clocks forward an hour. And we are entering the third week of the illegal invasion and uh, occupation of Ukraine by Russia. And uh, we have sad news to report from uh, from Ukraine, a member of the, uh, the SEO community. Tatiana Parabenis died on on live TV on Sunday while trying to leave Ukraine with her two children. Tatiana was in the city of Irpin. She was caught under heavy Russian shelling. She remained behind in Kiev to uh, to try to help distribute emergency funds from her employer, SE Ranking. She was their uh, their lead accountant. SE Ranking was providing for Ukrainian employees. They can't work right now, but they were getting a, a payout so that they could at least have some money to live off of. She remained behind um, to distribute those 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 funds and again to try to help evacuate staff members and members of her family. And the last moments of her life were captured on uh, camera by a uh, New York Times reporter and shown live on CNN. It was a, tr- a truly truly bizarre thing. Um, I, I, I saw the, 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 the incident as it happened and didn't realize um, what I was seeing. A statement from SE Ranking um, on the murder of uh, Tatiana and her two children. Uh, we are devastated to say that yesterday our dear colleague and friend Tatiana Paramenis, chief accountant of SE Ranking, was killed together with her two kids by Russian uh, mortar artillery. The family was trying to evacuate from Irpin, a small city near Kiev, 
that has been left without water supply, electricity, and heating. There are no words to describe our grief or mend our pain, but for us it is crucial not to let uh, Tanya and her kids, Elise and Nikita, remain just statistics. Her family became the victim of the unprovoked fire on civilians, which under any law is a crime against humanity. The Russian army are criminals, and they should be stopped. Our hearts are broken. Our prayers are for all Ukrainians who are fighting for their right to exist. And again, that was a, a statement from uh, from the company SE Ranking. Um, yeah, if um, if you've been watching CNN or uh, CBC or any of the, the news services, you very likely saw the tape, saw the 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 snippet of video and didn't even realize it but it's um forever going to be marked as a moment of history in uh in this conflict and um i believe as far as i know she is the first member of the uh the seo community to die in the conflict yeah i i yeah, that about, about covered that there's there's nothing that, that I can add. I, I was like you, and I bet a lot of some of our listeners might not have even known what they were seeing. And it was it was the uh, first time, you know, obviously you see something like that and it's horrible. Um, but then when you're, you know, additionally, um, you know, sort of smacked with the fact that, oh, this is actually like somebody I know that's right. Yeah. It, it shouldn't necessarily mean more, but it does. Um, when you're like, oh, this is like a company I know, people I know, um, you know, it, it hits home harder. Yeah. Well, again, to the shock of realizing that you saw the death of somebody you were tangentially connected to mm-hmm. um, on, on live TV and didn't even realize it. Um, but the, I mean, this is, I think for a lot of people in the, in the, in the tech industry, um, especially over here in North America, understanding what's happening in Europe is very difficult. We have friends in Ukraine. We have friends in Russia. Um, we, we, you know, the, we've, we've all grown up on an internet that hasn't really known boundaries or borders. Um, and until recently hasn't even been um, badly infected by politics. I'd, I'd say it was just the last five or six years that the internet has, has fallen into the cesspool of politics that it's become. And um, for SEOs, it's a, 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 I don't know, just a reminder of how small and fragile our world is, even though we work the internet, which seems unlimited, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'd like to assure listeners I've been in contact with um, previous guests we've had on from Ukraine in the last couple of weeks. Olga, Igor, and Anton are all still alive. Um, and uh, I was actually I was just just chatting with with Anton on on Facebook a few minutes ago, um, a few minutes before this 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 tape was recorded. So, again, to to assure listeners, our, the guests you've heard on our show are are, are still okay. Um, and uh, yeah, and carrying on. Um, there's not a lot. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not even not even sure what more there is to say on on what's happening in Ukraine. Um, Russia's been pretty much cut off of the internet, um, and uh, how this all gets rebuilt later, I have no idea. Yeah, I know. We're all sort of in the same boat there. 
Do you ever get the, the, the weird feeling that all the stuff you do just feels unreal? Like, like right about now? How do yeah. you cope with that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I saw a great, it was a meme, and I don't like to take, you know, my inspirations from memes, but there, <laughs> there we go. Um, and I was just like, yeah, that, that pretty much hits home, and it had just been shared with, like, I am really, really tired of being part of a, a point in history that's going to be interesting to learn about next century. <laughs> like I don't want to be part of that. Um, and yeah, it, it is just a very, very just, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, crappy sort of complaining about because my part in this is all very light, right? Like my part of the world is not experiencing, um, you know, the big complaint where I am is that gas prices are a little more expensive, right? Like that's, that's the big problem that, that we have. So I, I can't really, you know, feel like complaining, but um, yeah, watching it from from abroad is is horrifying. Yeah, um, a reminder to listeners: you can help out. There are um, dozens of uh, of relief charities, but the probably the best way to help out is to contact the local um, Ukrainian consulate, um, either either in the city you live in or the nearest large city to you, and um, they'll be happy to tell you ways that 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 that, that you can help. Okay, moving uh, moving forward. Um, it's been a uh, <laughs> we are a tech show after all. We got we got, we got to pay a lot of attention to tech. Um, mm-hmm. Before we before we do though, I want to shifting gears to a, to, a, to a happier notes. Um, congratulations, you and Thank your you. wife Mary celebrated your twentieth wedding anniversary last week. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And uh, I, I don't know how I convinced her that I'm the best she could do for this long, but you know, <laughs> here, here we are. Well, uh, you must've said something cause like she's believed for 20, 20 years now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I just, yeah, never, never let her meet anybody else. I guess that's the only explanation that, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you guys, you guys are an amazing couple. You are be- like literally as, as far as a couple goes, um, you guys are an amazing couple. Congratulations. Congratulations to both of you. Thank you so much, Jim. And, and congratulations to Mary for putting up with you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like <it's>, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and congratulations to the cat for putting up with Mary. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true as well. Actually, that is very true. Uh, I saw a, uh, a neat post on Facebook, and it was actually put up by, by our friend uh, Nava Hopkins. Um, she just put up earlier today. And uh, she was wondering what's going to happen with people um, – if people have the energy to go back on the conference circuit again, go back on the, on the tour. Um, and it was weird seeing responses from people who are like conference regulars. You know you will see these people on stage and have drinks with them afterwards saying, yeah, I'm exhausted. I just really don't feel like doing this right now. Um, what, do you, what, 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 what do you think, Dave? Um, things are opening up again. It feels like we're at the end of the pandemic or at least at the part where we learn to live with it. Um, are you going back on the road? I'm actually looking forward to it. Like I'll, I'll be a little more, probably not to the same volume um, that I was. Like I, I remember um, in the year 2019, sort of the last year, um, there was actually a, a sort of set of them in the fall that year where we didn't even bother going home. There were three conferences mm-hmm. and, and it just wasn't even worth coming back home between them. Uh, so that I, I, I might be a little more, you know, 
not picky isn't the right word, but just like good for myself and my own soul in life. Um, but I, I am really looking forward to seeing everybody again. Um, and yeah, as sort of like stressful as it can be, like that that moment when you're about to take the stage and you're like, you know, there, there is that stress, right? Like just this like, like we all like have a bit of stage fright or, or something built in there. I, I still miss it. <laughs> like that, that like, and being up there and, and, and talking to people. Um, you know, I, I, I still miss it. And that is a part that, that is missing it. There is no virtual conference environment that will ever touch that. I'm, I'm a few feet away. I'm, I'm wandering on a, on a stage and, and chatting with people and I can see their reactions. And, um, you know, I can talk to them and talk to them after and seeing all, all of the conversations. And, and, you know, I know whether you're like an attendee there to learn stuff or whether you're like a speaker, um, you get something as soon as it closes and you're going to dinner and then inevitably for some drinks after that's actually some of the highest value oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, is, is had there. And, and that just can't be replicated. I've never seen a virtual environment. Some of them try. I've never seen that properly replicated um, where, where you can sort of like get that one-on-one sort of casual spontaneous conversations. Well, and the cool thing about that is even the newest attendee is almost always welcome. When the, when the circle forms up at the bar and people are trying to figure out where they're going to have supper. And this is a yeah. tip, actually. If, um, if, you're, if, if, if you're new to the industry and you're attending a conference and you get a whole bunch of people gathered around in a circle, a bunch of SEOs gathered around in a circle trying to figure out where they're going to have supper, they're not going to figure it out. They're just not. It's, it's, it's the tyranny of choice and they're all stuck staring like deer at the headlights all looking at their phones trying to figure out where, if you have the right suggestion you will be the most respected person in that group <laughs> and they will love you and they will they will they will buy you a drink and they will tell you everything <laughs> true and sometimes it just takes that one guy going i'm going here and then just walking <laughs> just, <laughs> yes, yeah stop going but you better you better be sure because if they don't follow, you got to keep on going. Right, that's it. You're you're committed. Uh. Um, there, yeah, there is that point where you're, on, you're like you're terrified walking on stage, you're, you're, and a couple seconds in, you found your rhythm, and you just get that feeling in your stomach, you know, where you know it's going to be okay, and you can see yeah. the audience responding, and you can raise them with your voice, with the, with your inflections and stuff. That's an amazing feeling. I really miss that. It is. And I mean, you know, since we're, we're talking about conference stuff, um, tip for, for those who might just be like, there'll be people, it's been a couple of years that are just entering that same circuit now for the first time. Like there's two years of people who will want to, who haven't yet. So, so heck, there's going to be a lot more competition and people buying for, for spots. Um, now, a tip that, that I true. found is super helpful. I don't know how it'll, it'll play out for everybody, but one of my, the things that I found when I'm speaking and results may vary, but is as soon as I'm starting to connect, then I do fine, right? Like as soon as I start talking and I see that it's not a total train wreck, I I'm immediately doing a little better and I, I'm starting to engage. So I did find it incredibly helpful um, before I started, I, I'd show up a few minutes before and start talking to people in the audience. And it gives you a person to look at if nothing yeah. else, like, you, you know, you need to look around still, but just like you can start talking to people Um you know, and, and, and it just becomes a little bit easier because you've sort of already broken that ice um, of, of, of engaging with the audience because you've already engaged with a few of them. So just that. Okay. And uh, older SEOs, 
just a reminder as we as we do get back on the circuit and things start to open up again remember how you got pulled up by people people um who've been there a little bit before you mm-hmm. it's your turn to help pull other people up that's that's the way that's the way things get done the uh friendships and the networking at conferences that that's the spine and central nervous system that that the brain the the the, the brain trust the knowledge bank of seo is built on and uh Pulling people up is the way we way we traditionally built on that, and so it's incumbent on the older on the older members of the community to pull up younger members. Very and important. a nice reminder. Yeah. Okay. So, um, oh, speaking of conferences, Google's Unconference is coming up at the end of the month, and if you want to register for it, you can do it on March seventeenth. Over at rsvp.withgoogle.com. Um, go over there, click on events, search Central Virtual Unconference 2022. Register as soon as possible. Um, I don't know how much room they have. You think it's Google and they got YouTube, so it should be unlimited, but it probably ain't. Um, and but get in there early um, and get to, get to this conference. It's, it's so worth your time. I know, you know what? I, I got the, or I saw probably on Twitter, um, yes, it was, from, from SEL, um, the, the announcement that that was happening. And I popped over. I'm like, oh, okay, because I remember last year I waited like two hours and nope, um, didn't didn't get a, a spot at the table. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'll just like set myself an alert for whenever that is, 4 a.m., 4 a.m. Pacific. I'm like, I have to get out. <laughs> like 3.55, get over to my laptop, hit refresh, log it just to go back to bed and get a couple more hours of sleep but i will it, it's going to be that kind of event so yeah um uh, it, it, it will be worth it and i'm sad i missed last year's well that's uh for those of us keeping score at home that's one week from today yeah. so uh, uh register for that get to that conference there's a lot of neat stuff coming up and uh when you're there you'll hear um the great martin split speak Keep in mind that uh, SEO 101 got an exclusive interview with Martin Split, um, and we are going to be giving Ross Noogie's first chance we get for that. Did you hear that? Yeah. They got they got an interview with Martin. Like, well, how, how, besides asking, how do you do that? Uh, I, you know what? Knowing knowing Martin, like I've only chatted with him at conferences. Looking forward to seeing him again. Um, it probably was as simple as. As just asking, just and asking. if he had the time, he, he would give it because he's he's that kind of guy, right? Like he'll, he'll he he wants you to know what he knows, um, which is is really I mean that's why he does such a good job at, at doing what he does. Clearly, completely unafraid of the Google PR department. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? I suspect they got held. We talked about it on the on the show before, but about how for the most part they actually don't tell people like John. Um, what the how the algorithm works anymore like that it's been years since they actually had that level of of information and i think their pr department has a much easier time now um like the pr and legal departments now they can just sort of like keep them just understanding all the stuff they can talk about but at a really high level and why they should know it um you know i think it's a lot easier than like oops we accidentally just gave away a signal like that's like was a hidden one or something like that uh, so. Here's the funny thing. Google doesn't even have to give the algorithm to John or to uh, 
to uh, to, to Martin or, or to anybody for John or Martin or anybody to be, you know, useful to webmasters and Google critics. Did you, you must have seen the other day where uh, John just like, I've, this was about <laughs> as close as I've ever seen to him yelling at somebody online, but he, he, was, he was politely and very firmly saying, yo, dude, you have no clue. Did, did you catch that? I, I, there's two different instances that I was reading about this morning that you could be referring to. I know, poor um, guy, huh? Look what he has to put up with. Okay, now this, yeah, is, this is, is the, is this this the is um, which the red is flag event. Oh, okay, that is a different one. All right. Uh, so this, okay, so apparently there were three. Which one? there was three? Okay, well you got you got one that I don't know of. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you the one that I the, the one that I know of and. Um, Leave it wide open for you to jump in with the, with the next example. But, okay, so here's stuff that John Mueller has to put up with. Some webmaster is just talking, you know, just trash-talking Google about, you know, how the con- his content's good and how his site structure is good and how there's, you know, zero he has to do to improve on his website and how he's gotten all the right links from all the right places. And he starts listing off all the right places. And, you know, they're not bad places to get links from, but they're you know, also places he's clearly gone to suss out links from and just the big deal he makes about how Google is being so terribly unfair to him, how he's like done all of these things that he was supposed to do and went out and got all these specific links. And um, Mueller's just looking, ticking off, but you know what, this is a red flag. This is a red flag. This is a red flag. And uh, gives a polite but firm response saying something like, look, I don't got time to look into anything right now. I'm certainly not looking into your website, but you've given me so many red flags. I can almost certainly see why the search engine's not taking to your website. Um, Hints to webmasters. Don't complain to John Mueller and then brag about link acquisition. <laughs> You're not going to get very far. Yeah, that's probably a good rule of thumb. Since John constantly says, don't focus on links and acquiring links. Okay, wait, we can talk about how we talk about it as SEOs. But when you're talking to John, John says you shouldn't build links. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, what, you know, what, and what did you see? Okay. Um, there was another piece. This one just came out this morning. Um, oh, hey, perfect. Barry Schwartz, search engine roundtable, did got that out of the way. Um, so, um, where somebody was trying to basically the same sort of scenario, different cause, um, but but same sort of scenario. Like basically, why am I not ranking? I have this this great site with a bunch of high value pages, um, and John responding back, just like basically, what are on these 26,000 pages? Oh my god, <laughs> um, that's that's unique and, and compelling. Anyway. It was just stock prices, right? Like dynamically generated pull in. You've seen it. I've seen it. Why would it rank over something like Yahoo Finance that's been doing kind of that, but with more content on it um, for Mm -hmm. for years? It was basically like 90% of the pages were just spun up, table data, boilerplate (laughs) sort of content. And John rightfully is just like, but why? Like, why would I rank that? You know a neat thing with that kind of content? This is one of the few times you can actually um, sort of spam Google. Because Google under- Google wants static stuff on your page. Like it wants a static title and H1 and all that sort of stuff to, to, to glom onto because it's, you know, there's a time between 
Google rendering your page over and over and over again, right? But in the real world, this is stock stuff. So it's changing instantly. So you can actually um, basically cloak the web page itself and Google will understand why you're doing it because the information you're feeding changes frequently, but you've got to give some set of static information to Google. So if you right. can't rank that page, brother, what's the matter with you? Well, it, it, it's like it's, he then came back and was like, okay, but what if I like have a, I'll just list it off, like an optimized XML sitemap and internal linking via blog and backlinking with blogger outreach. Will that help? And John's response just simply, none of this nope. makes your website better. <laughs> <laughs> like all right yeah there there, there we are it, it's not to to dig at the person asking i have to remember that there was once a time i and i probably still do ask stupid questions i just don't know that they're stupid and i have the confidence to ask a stupid question with confidence um mm -hmm. you know um so and then that you know might be be the case here um but it, it, it's it's i just i'm so often catching myself feeling so sorry for John. I don't know if things are just surfacing lately that it's like, oh, I'm getting to like, actually I can, I can watch John be sad on Twitter. <laughs> like I can just, I can watch it happening. I can just watch the tears start welling in his eyes going, how, how many times, how many times do I have to say a thing before, before it gets picked up? Um, especially with these like, sort, sort of fundamentals where you go, you should be able to look at your own site and go, all of this is automated. I've got a template. I'm pulling in automated content. That automated content is available elsewhere from reputable sites. You know, I list like in this case, Yahoo Finance. It's like one of my favorite sites for stuff like that because you get news around it too. Like you, you get some actual context there. It's like probably the only thing left that makes me refer to Yahoo at all. Um, but it's, it's you know, to their credit, it, it's a great build. Um, you know, that's what you're competing with. Why? Why would you possibly think that some some thin content would do it? So, you know, tip. And I try to 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 be self aware in that context as well. When I'm like building something, I'm like, is it better than what's out there? Because if I'm just trying to trick Google into thinking it's it answers the question the best that that question could be answered, it's probably not going to hold up, even if it ranks short term. Um, you know, is what was being built better than what already exists? No. So why it doesn't have new information. It doesn't have a new context. It has nothing new. Um, so it, it makes sense. So something that everybody should remember when we're building content is, is it better than what exists and what added value is there? Because you're not just trying to do what they've done. You need to do better than they've done um, ahead because other sites are already beating you with all the other signals that come in, stronger sites generally, right? All, all of that stuff. Um, well, and you need to show you can beat them. Indeed. And if you're trying to compete in a space that has um, players that have longevity, that have been there for a very, very, very long time, are trusted and would be considered, I don't know, say, authoritative, right. um, you better have, again, like Dave said, you better be supplying something better because it's very hard to beat that. To beat that. But at the same time, not all rankings last forever. There's always a chance. <laughs> it's true. You might rank for, and we've all done that too. I mean, sort of. I, I don't, can't speak for everybody in the audience, but I you think probably most of us, where you've done that, and and you've actually gotten a ranking too, like just out of like the blue. Uh, it's like you've oh, got to start somewhere, and you know what? Mm -hmm. You might even you might even get rankings for crap ass keywords, uh, cat 
keyword phrases or keyword combinations. Mm -hmm. um, you might get rankings for long tail stuff. You might get rankings for stuff that only an uh, eighth of your potential audience is actually searching for. But keep adding, keep improving. If you really believe in your product, keep adding to it, keep making it better. You will keep getting um, links from good places. Um, and you're, 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 you will eventually, but um, you better be able to survive in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that is the tough part. Can I survive long enough to survive? Indeed. Uh, <laughs> and okay, we 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 should shift subjects. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Uh, this this should be a good segue. Check this out. And if uh, when you're when when while trying, um, actually, no, it's a crappy segue. I'm not even gonna try the segue. It's so crappy. Did you see the story? And uh, I think it's SC Roundtable. Uh, so Barry covered this. Barry Barry Schwartz on. Um, Verify this fix. Okay, so you're at Search Console, and Google has told you that there's something crazy wrong with your website. Yeah, no, that is probably not really an issue, but Google's telling you it's an issue. You go and double. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, check. Not an issue. I, I have no idea what you're talking about, Google. What happens if I just click verify? Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I've never done this myself, being the uh, scared little chicken that I am. But um, somebody did, and apparently it worked. Um, mm -hmm. And so Barry goes into this, you know, this is a great article, well worth the read. Um, Barry goes into this quick analysis of what might happen if you press this button without actually without actually fixing the, the issue and comes up to the conclusion that you probably should push, push the button. Um, have you, ever, have you ever done that? Just, you know, told Google you fixed it, but didn't actually? I did. Um, but it was a case, and it was sort of what they were talking about in, in that piece where I looked, and they had picked up a schema issue, and I'm like, nope, that's a warning, not an error. Um, <laughs> right? And these are different things. Um, and so I resubmitted and did get it cleared. 
Um, but that was more a on Google's side. And they might have actually picked up like a, a different issue where it wasn't actually an issue. Like they might have like in that specific case, I was having to fire schema through tag manager. So there was also a case that something just sort of went wrong there because it's not perfect, but it was just the only implementation we could do. Um, so you know, th there, there's one of a few things that it could have been, but yeah, I just hit it and I'm like, you know, they'll tell me if it's not like I wouldn't sit there and hammer on them all the time. Um, but I, I didn't view there being a big problem to like in a one-off here or there. I can't see it. Let's see if this clears it. If it doesn't, then I'll, I'll dig a little deeper into seeing that there, there was nothing I could like see on first sort of blush and, and putting it through, um, you know, a couple tools just to check. And I'm like, no, it really, it really is just a warning. And I can't get through the warning. I didn't have an image. That was the, the one they were giving me. I'm like, I don't have an image for that and it's not necessary. So, um, so I went in and, and just did it. At least that was the only error that I could see from that. But as I say, it might've just been the, the firing way we did it it might not have been sent across in time and it might have been a different kind of error that was sort of like tripping it up. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I have done it. It does work, but I think to Barry's point, it's not something to just do. <laughs> like give a peek first. I don't see a harm in just giving it a try. If you sort of on first blush can't see it, if it comes back, they'll, they'll tell you, but you wouldn't want to consistently do that. If you that sort of like, if you do ads, like, occasionally you're going to get a warning on some, some are going to be denied for a thing. Don't keep hammering that same ad at them and trying to get like the word free software in there or something like when it's not or, or whatever. That was a, a failing one that I, I've had recently. Um, you know, you, you don't want to do that um, because you will end up ticking somebody off. And, and even if it's just the system, you, you could get yourself into trouble. Well, actually I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to like add to this. Um, if you are, uh, you, you're not talking about like like trying to validate a problem they found in a PPC campaign, are you? Um, I was liking. Now that's because they thing, got but a three strikes like, rule. Yes, they do, and that's that's. I'm like, you don't sit there and just do that. Like I have submitted it where I thought they were wrong, and they do give you that as a benefit, right? Like, uh, I think you're wrong. It's not actually a problem, right? Like, it's not the problem you think it, that you are saying it is. After that, though, I'll like reach out to my rep. <laughs> I go, okay, I need you to exactly for that reason. Like, I, I'm not going to push it past that, um, past like a first try at going, okay, when a human puts their eyes on it, can they see that they're wrong? Right. And then, and then let that, that come through. But past that, yeah, you don't just go like, oh, keep submitting it and let's see how this goes. <laughs> um, even if you're right, it could be a very expensive right to be oh you oh my god i have i have a client in the b2c world i can't i can't mention the the exact industry they're in um but they um they carry products that have sensitive keywords put it that way it's not not not, not sexual or adult stuff but um sensitive keywords and some of these words are outright banned in uh, ppc and adwords and they got hit with a three strikes three strikes ppc rule that actually bled over into the uh, organic world and their pages to this day. I, I, I just did a, uh, a year over year um, in, in, in Search Console on them. And they, I, can, I can all but prove that they're being suppressed in the organic world of receiving fewer impressions, even though um, they're positioned higher this year than they were last year. It's maddening to me, and I'm positive it results from completely and blatantly violating this, the three strikes rule. Right. 
Which um, we're not responsible sense. for their PPC campaign. I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be really clear on this. But the uh, people who are got an earful from me. <laughs> like seriously, I was so angry. Yeah. Um, and again, I can't prove it because because th- those two streams are not supposed to cross. Right. But I can all but prove it. It's maddening. Don't screw with it. This is the bottom line. Uh, what do we got going next? Well, something, speaking of things you can't prove that just <laughs> seem like you can prove them. It depends. Um, <laughs> it depends. Um, Dan Schur, um, okay. had had come out basically going, he, he, had, he had run a test. If you ask Google, content hidden behind a click, like for, for mobile usability and things like that, right? Like hidden in tabs, like quote unquote mm-hmm. hidden. It's not hidden, but it, you know, for page layout, might have it behind tabs or something. Um, According to Google, that should not impact rankings. Having it, having the content that is hidden, should be weighted the same um, as as content that that is visible. It's not supposed to have have an impact. I always um, thought it depended how it was hidden. Yeah, and that's Dan ran a ran a test on that, um, and Google had said like there were some case studies that were done back in twenty eighteen, um, and. They had said that no, those case studies are wrong. That no, hidden content is is totally fine, especially with the the mobile first. Well, because uh, you need to you, you, you need to use tabs to to to, to yeah. just present that much content for, on a mobile. For your layout. exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, but Dan ran his test, and it is only one test. But looking at, at the way the results were were sort of put, it's 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 worth testing if you have content hidden under accordions and stuff like that. Uh, and went, no, the only change we made is we moved it out and our rankings went up. Like the only change we did. Um, and, and not just, they were high competition terms. He wouldn't give them, of course, but they were, Dan's not an idiot. Um, so when he says high competition, I go, okay. Um, yeah, they probably were. Um, and that was the only change he made. So definitely something worth testing if you do have content um, structured like that on a page is, what happens if you if you pull it out? Um, because it, it certainly seemed to work in his case. I'm not saying Google's wrong, um, but I'm saying testing is always a good idea. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, I would I'd really like to see Dan's results because um, I, I I don't disbelieve him. In fact, I actually I actually do believe him, but his findings annoy me. <laughs> um, like. Like I said incredulously a few minutes ago, you need to hide that. You're not hide it, but you need to pack that content behind a tab if you want to present it two or three things on one mobile page. Because even with my very big new Android phone with a screen that's larger than I could imagine on a mobile device, you still can't pack enough information there and make the view and you know have the viewport large enough and the the, the font size big enough. And again, Google had come straight out and said, we, you know, we uh, scan all the text on the page. But when you think about how Google does scan and uh, check pages, when it's rendering, do you, does it go into the tabs? Does it open the accordions? Is, right. it, is it capable of doing that in a render? I can see it in a spider, but in a render, can it do that? Right. And seemingly the answer would be no, because it doesn't click. Right. So... And, and so right, what so were it, they tell? So what were they telling us last year, or two years ago? Exactly. What, 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 I sus- what I suspect they were basing it on was that in in viewing the code, they can understand 
what would happen. Like they're not actually clicking it, but that they understand code well enough to go, okay, we can see this this big list, right? It's rendering like this, but we can see we can see the code that would be underneath that hamburger icon. Right? Well, like, and I so am so down with that too. Totally yeah. down with that. Uh, and and Google will return an error. Oh, not an error. I'm sorry. We'll return an error message that reads, "Nothing has changed here." Was it like yeah. a three ten? Isn't it a three ten? If I if I don't miss, my, no, is it a three ten or a two ten? No. See, now you're. Now you want to go look. We'll, we'll look this up in a minute. But um, um, but, yeah, but at the same time, like I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say Google serves a message saying nothing has changed on this page. And that's cool. That's that's a great way to see that Google has sort of inspected a page and moved through it without without um, assuming it's spent a lot of time on that page. But you know that you know that it's rendered, seen, perceived and moved on to the next page in, 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 in its list um, and returned a, a status code. I mean, I, I think it is a 310. Nothing changed. But again, I'm, I'm not positive on that. Um, and so if it's done that, you assume it's read all the information that's available on the page, yeah? Right. You assume so. Um, but at the same time, um, he had posted, um, what, like Dan had posted a picture of one of the pages. Like, obviously, you can't give away too much. But guess what? Here's one of the pages. It's a, a high competition. And it's showing, like, I you know, sort of having to like guess, but it does have the like click volume. It's pulled right out of search console. And before he made the change, this page, for example, was in the range of looks like about 80 to 90 a day. After the change, it does fluctuate more wildly. You can see the weekends a, a little more dominantly, but at the at the very least, it's doubled, tripled on, on a lot of days. That's phenomenal. Um, so yeah, it, it's a significant um, increase, uh, but it obviously requires more testing. And I think every everybody's site is different. It may have been that the development of his site, the way the content was hidden to, I think the mm -hmm. point you were sort of getting at was in a way that Google couldn't quite understand. And now it's just not a problem. So it might have been the technology behind um, the way they had implemented their sort of quote unquote hidden content um, or, or tab system, as opposed to it actually being a tab system. Like anecdotal data one like one anecdote does not like a conclusion make but it did draw my attention and it's interesting because i've been talking about this type of content um quite a bit lately um like just in questions and, and in forums and stuff it, it is sort of one of those things that it comes up a lot and this was really nice timing and now i sort of want to start testing some stuff <laughs> let's see if uh, see what we can do or i'll just watch other people and let them test it Indeed, well, and this is this is of of, of interest and uh, concern to, uh, to 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 webmasters, um, especially if um, you uh, you have an ecom uh, store um, or a store where uh, consumers are looking for things. Um, Google is heavy in the mobile wor world, um, especially around local consumer stuff. Um, I'm not sure how heavy Google is in the mobile world around B2B stuff. And again, I've only got I've I've only got my own clients and that that, that I can cite. So this is anecdotal. Um and it's only my observation. I have no other SEOs confirming this. But um my B2B clients who are doing really well on um their desktop um UX scores 
are performing wildly in search right now. It's like it's it's Christmas time in in in, in March for me. Um, and there was a recent update uh, 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 that 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 Google said had something to do with desktop user experience. I guess they 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 they're. they're, 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 they're spent a year two years on mobile user experience and they their data said a lot of people and especially in the b2b world uh relate to the web via desktop anyway dave have you noticed that have you noticed that 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 b2b in desktop is doing amazingly well i can't say the same about about mobile but desktop is is there was a change yeah i can't i won't speak to b2b um but i i like just because of the way I, I have a limited sort of pool of data there. Um, but I can say desktop heavy websites um, are like where more of their traffic is from desktop than mobile. And they, mm -hmm. it makes perfect sense, right? Those ones are being rewarded right now. Um, you know, and, and it's, I guess I should, I'll pull a googly thing. I guess it's not really rewarded. <laughs> it's just, it just kind of feels like a reward to your point um, because they're being treated the way they should be treated, which is desktop traffic is what I'm gathering is sort of going on. Desktop traffic being put under the desktop traffic um, sort of criteria and filters. Or I'm calling a filter like speed, you know, going through mm -hmm. and, and adjusting for speed treating desktop on that like if 90 percent of my traffic is coming from desktop all of my desktop users should be judged on that criteria not how it did on mobile right or even if it was 10 percent of the traffic was coming in from desktop desktop should be treated by the speed metrics of desktop not of mobile and i think this is just a case where we're, we're finally seeing that sort of playing out um and where each each one is is different. And I, I suspect, like if I was Google, I'm not saying this is how it's done. I'm just saying if I was Google, I'd put a little less weight on it on desktop than I would on mobile. Like on mobile, I'm I'm fighting for bandwidth a lot more often than I am on desktop, where for the most part, we all have pretty solid connections, right? Like I, I don't need these like fractions of seconds um, in quite the same way that I do. So I think in a lot of cases, it wasn't even necessarily being rewarded, but rather not being held to the same standard as you would be on mobile, where it is a lot more important to have, uh, you know, fractions of seconds faster. Um, you're just not going to see the same speed boot because the same thing that would be fractions of seconds on a mobile device might be negligible on a desktop with the, with the speeds we have there. It's not just my imagination. That's a good thing to know. Um, <laughs> Cause you don't, I mean, you don't want to say to your client, I'm definitely seeing this. Yeah, um, but then at the same time, we're all doing so much stuff that it's like, or it could have been this other thing, right? Like I was also doing these other things at the same time, right? We also, you know, I'm sure like you do a lot of content, right? Like you probably also have been producing content and having them produce content during that time that might also uh, I have, you know, sort there, of factor in. There's a uh, definite and beautiful hockey stick-like uptick in, oh. search in both Search Console and uh, Analytics. And this one client I'm specifically thinking of oh, okay. that has um, just uh, a absurd desktop versus mobile ratio. Um, and um, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I saw this and thought this 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 this, this isn't normal. Like they, they, they have steady traffic. Um, they keep me around because they like being steady. Um, 
and they're performing so much better suddenly, which is good. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, um, like being able to say this is why. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Dave said, and and and, and, and then go from there. So uh, Danny Sullivan made the news again. He uh, this time for tell, not not telling off, but um, firmly correcting former presidential candidate Andrew Yang and uh, UCLA professor um, uh, Ramanish uh, um, Srivastan. Srivastan. I've, I've brutalized the last name. I apologize for that. Um, anyway, Andrew Yang and, and a UCLA professor were, were um, on, on Yang's podcast, quote-unquote, Beyond the Valley, um, talking about how personalization has changed the way Google serves results to people. And in trying to describe um, how personalization works, the professor, um, Ramesh Srinvansen, sorry, um, completely misexplained personalization. Um, the professor said something along the lines of, so when Google started doing this personalization stuff, what happened is we became Googled and we became Googled not based on some sort of a, I can't even read this word salad. I'm sorry. Um, the professor said word salad, complete, absolute word salad. You can check it out at SC Roundtable, Barry Schwartz's uh, uh, website where you will see Danny Sullivan jump in and saying, yeah, no. Our search results at Google are not personalized in the way that's described. And he goes on to um, describe how search uh, does work and tries to dispel a number of myths around it. Um, the really frustrating thing is seeing um, politicians and professors absolutely confidently, you know, the confident of a four-year-old in a Batman costume. That is confidence. Making, that's confidence, but making pronouncements on things they absolutely don't understand. It's frustrating. Yeah, and, and these are the people that create the laws. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I, I've been doing this for 25 years now, and I'm not positive I completely understand it, <laughs> to be very honest. Oh, no. It's very complicated, that's, you know. That's very, you know what, that, that gets into that Dunning-Kruger Right. Like you have people with a very, very, very low level of knowledge and they come in with the confidence of a four year old in the Batman costume. But once you've learned a whole bunch of stuff past that, all of a sudden your confidence starts to dwindle. Well, <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, I know how much I don't know. Um, the only thing I'm ever work. confident saying in SEO is it depends. <laughs> <laughs> and I credit Jesse McDonald with that line. I think I think I, I think we should like in the in the uh, 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 where the tales of SEO are finally told in the, in, in the great um, archive in the sky. I hope Jesse gets credited with the phrase "depends." <laughs> mostly, mostly for uh, when he was you know at at CV uh, CSV picking out diapers for for Lady Joy. <laughs> yeah, maybe we we should push to get Joy's name changed. Actually, just. It depends. Um, okay, I don't think don't think they would like that. That's that's fair. Um, okay, I think we have time for maybe one, maybe two more stories. What do you think? Something like uh, that. Go for it. 
Cool. Um, one that I like, I, I got, it's funny, it's not actually on their website, but I got an email. So I'll just be telling people to go, you can't look at this anywhere. <laughs> but it does go back to, to a past piece of information, which is available to us. Um, but over on Cloudflare, they have always online. It's a service. Um, and it just delivers archived content um, when they can't reach your server. Right. Like if it basically like they're caching your site. Right. So if it goes down, um, they still have a cache and, and they'll hold it. You can decide whether you want the service on or off. Great little service. Um, they have been using the Internet Archive for a while. Um, now they're going to be hitting that up for basically everything. Um, <laughs> so basically they're, they're going online. It's now entirely powered by the Internet Archive. So they're going to be shoving this stuff over to the archive, I gather. I don't know all the technical parts in the background. That wasn't covered in the email. So Cloudflare um, and the Wayback Machine are in cahoots. And the Wayback Machine. Okay. okay. Exactly. So they're going to be pushing it in there uh, and then drawing from the archive itself when your site goes down. What a great idea. I love this for two reasons. One, I love that always online, like it's just a great idea, like just having this like backup and Cloudflare already has a cache, but something else that I also like, I don't know how often I've had my butt saved when like a client, and it's even happened to me where I like deleted a page and had the client go, no, we needed that page. It was an obscure page, right? Like, where it's like, I didn't see a thing hasn't happened in years, but it had happened. Um, and then you're like scrambling to the archives and the cache and oftentimes it's not there. Um, just because, you know, the archive only crawls when it crawls. This is, a, I think, a nice way to kind of force an archive to be there. <laughs> now, now, maybe you can help me out with this. When I first saw this story, the first thing that ran through my mind was, isn't this what a content delivery network does anyway? Makes vast copies of your website and stores them um, in cash on servers around the world so that they can feed uh, feed the site to um, a to a nearby request faster than it could from a whole other continent away. Like, isn't that yeah. the purpose of a CDN in the first place? Yeah, but what they're going to be doing in this case, it's sort of a an interesting one because Cloudflare generally goes to your server. Pulls, you know, pull, make, creates its cache, and then does exactly as you're describing, right? Like starts mm -hmm. distributing it based on on the location. In this case, it's sort of that instead of going to your server, I mean, they'll keep going to your server and going, "Is it back online yet?" But if it's down, go, "Oh, let's check over at the archive," pulling that archive out and using it basically as the replacement for your server until it finds your server back online again. Um, but either way, it then is acting as a distribution node. It's not sending people to the archive. It's just going, okay, here's the content, put it into the page, send it off. They won't get that like big header well, and stuff that you get from the Wayback Machine. Well, in that case, if, if I'm, I'm sure you've noticed this at the Wayback Machine, it gets almost everything. But mm -hmm. sometimes it skips over files, and I don't. I don't know why exactly. I never. I never bothered studying and trying to figure out why the Wayback Machine gets like ninety-five percent of a website right, but yeah. misses misses some stuff. If you're on Cloudflare, and um, this might be happening, I think it would be um, very SEO of you to um, understand how uh, to understand. Um, 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 how, uh, 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 holy jumping. Wow. Oh, how the Wayback Machine, um, spiders and remember stuff. Yeah. Um, and why, yeah. why it might or might not miss a file. Like it, 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 it would behoove you to make sure that your site is set up for the Wayback Machine now. Well, indeed. And I suspect, and again, I didn't get 
read the technical details, but I suspect that is part of this agreement. It's probably jamming it in there, right? Like I imagine that that's just part of what it does in their agreement is if you have this service turned on, it now will make sure that it's in the Wayback Machine. So I wonder if that's that's like a a long-term source of funding for... uh for archive.org. I, I really hope it is. That's a, that's a cool thing. I, ho- I hope so too. Um, and I know we, we need to jet something. I'm just going to tell our listeners to go and head over to um, any of them that do paid search. Um, over on Search Engine Land just earlier today, um, Amy Hebden uh, published a post, five things your Google Data Studio PPC dashboard must have. I read it. I'm normally not drawn to these kinds of articles, um, but I decided to pop over anyway. Um, and I, I gave it a read, some really great insights. I'll, I'll be taking a few of her ideas um, and, and moving them into uh, into dashboards. So um, so a really, really great read for anybody who uses Data Studio as a PPC reporting tool. Excellent. Right on. Okay. We've done it. We've gone around full clock, and it's top of the hour. I know there's another show coming up on the WMR network, so studio is going to be occupied. You got a three o'clock meeting that I understand. I got a three o'clock meeting I got to get to. So, friends, you have been listening to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's the 10th of March, 2022. If uh, you can, rent an Airbnb in Kiev and don't show up. Um, buy a coffee for Anton to help with animal relief. Contact the Ukrainian embassy and find out how you can make donations. Um and if you have work and can hire a uh, Ukrainian SEO, by all means, do so. They need they need food money for survival right now. Um, rank well. I should also give all the COVID stuff too. My God, what was it you earlier saying that it's tough living in a historic time? Anyway, be kind to each other. Rank well. We'll be back on behalf of Dave Davies from Weights and Biases. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.